Welcome to the Jane Bond Show, from execution to excellence. I am your host, Jane Bond, the serial entrepreneur and real estate agent who will be sharing with you valuable life lessons and interviewing influencers from around the country who are breaking through to success along with giving you advice on navigating through the game. Today's topic is called Emerge, and we have a guest who fits this bill so well. This young lady was born in Chicago. She is a real estate agent and a real estate investor. She has been named as one of the millennial thought leaders of our day. She has also been featured in Blavity Magazine and Rolling Out. This young lady is one who has committed herself to educating families, friends, and people around the country on financial literacy. She is, she understands her business and she is ready and willing to spread the word. If you want to understand what it means to create generational wealth or invest in properties, multi-properties, or single properties, this young lady has plenty of golden nuggets for you today. She is definitely one to watch and one to listen to. All demographics are cheering her on and she is blowing through the country. Without any further ado, I want to introduce you to someone that's very dear to my heart, and that is a special guest today, Miss Rashana Scott. Rashana. Hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going, it's going. You know, I've been talking about you like crazy before we hit <laughs> before we hit the airwaves tonight. And I wanted you to share with people your backstory. Okay. Well, uh, yes, Rashana Scott from Chicago, born and raised. I am 27 years old. I, I am the youngest girl of seven siblings. I was the baby for a while. <laughs> out of six. And then my little brother came along um, much later, grew up in a two-parent household on the south side of Chicago, um, went to public school. I stayed home for college. I knew I didn't want student loan debt, <laughs> so I didn't go away to school. Right. Um, worked really hard to pay my way through school to make sure that I didn't have any student loan debt because I didn't know much, but I I wanted to be successful. And I knew in order to be successful, I had to become good with uh, financial literacy. If I wanted to be wealthy, I had to understand how money worked. And I knew I d didn't want to have a lot of debt. Um, also, when I was in high school, there was a career day. And I remember there was a guy who was saying, you know, he was a manager at AT&T. And he said, even though he um, depended, even though, even though he worked at... AT&T, he did not depend on AT&T to provide for him and his family. And so he owned 400 vending machines across the city of Chicago at that time. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. And he explained the process of how much it costs to fill it up, how much he made when it was empty. He explained what it took, the maintenance on it. And just the light bulb went off, the idea of entrepreneurship, the idea of financial freedom, the idea of not wanting to work for someone else the rest of my life. And again, um, after that, I knew, okay, well, I'll be 18 soon. I need to get a credit card um, so I can start building credit because that was one of the things that I knew 
Um, I didn't know much, but that was one of the things that I knew. Um, and so from there, you know, took that and I read a real estate book. Like I knew I wanted to be successful, but I didn't know how I, exactly how I was going to get there. I just knew the idea, the thought of like success and financial freedom was in my mind. And so someone gave me a book, I read a real estate book and uh, that definitely opened my mind to investing as well as I had a mentor at the time who was able to explain some things and break some things down. I invested a lot of time and money and sweat equity into learning about investing in real estate, real estate, spent um, lots of money, thousands of dollars at a young age, by the way, you know, all on credit. <laughs> okay. All on credit. Um, you, you know, to, to learn. And, and that's really, you know, that's where, that's how I am, where I am today, you know, because I definitely believed early on the idea of investing in myself. I understood the concept of it. I understood that it was necessary. And again, once I, once I realized that real estate was going to be the way, then I started diving deeper into that. And I uh, got my license early on as in in Chicago and Illinois, we have a leasing license. We have two types, well, we have three types of licenses, but you have a leasing license where you work with just landlords and tenants. And then you have your broker's license where you can work with everybody. And then you have your managing broker's license where you run an office. And so I got my leasing license just to get my toe wet and dip it in real estate. And I was like, well, you know, this seems like low cost. It seems fairly easy. Um, did that for about a year while I was working full time and I was in school full time and doing real estate on the side. And so. Great. Thank you for even breaking that down, because a lot of people don't know the different levels of you know, uh, obtaining your license and going forward to get your broker's license and then becoming a managing broker. So thank you for breaking that down for everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And so I did that for about a year and I said, you know what, this, I wasn't making enough money for what it was causing me. You know, I was losing sleep. <laughs> okay. and, um, but, but then, you know, I, I didn't let that passion die. And then that's when I invested, um, a lot more money into the investing side and learning about that. I realized that I had a love for it. Um, fast forward a little bit, you know, I have had some experience in investing and, and then now today, you know, I, I do have actually my broker's license. So I am a licensed Illinois, uh, real estate broker. And so, yes, that's, that's where I am. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, tell me, where did a young lady like yourself coming from your background and everything um, find the passion to carve out her niche in investing like this? I mean, most young people, they go and they get their real estate license and they think about leasing because, you know, you crawl before you walk and then they think about sales. But you dove straight into investing. Where did that drive and that passion come from? Um, you know what? So I was actually, I, I had actually found out about an opportunity to invest in a project in Bronzeville, which uh, is a great area. It's right next to High Park on the south side of Chicago. Okay. And at the time, I mean, Bronzeville still is, it's, it's a popping area, but at the time, then it was really popping. Like there was still, um, there was still opportunity. There was still, 
there was still you, you can still find great deals and, and make money in Bronzeville. And, and and just just the idea of renovating a property in Bronzeville or you know anything like that even having the opportunity to do so was exciting. And there was someone who put out the opportunity for investors to get involved and from there, there was a minimum investment. And, I, and again, I'm, I'm a young, broke college student at this point, you know, working <laughs> full time and in school full time and paying my way through school. So I had, you know, little savings. I had some, but, but not much. And I said, listen, I really want to get involved. I want to get started. I, I understand this is your minimum, but this is all I have. Can I please get involved? And so in hindsight, it's funny because just now, not just, just until uh, recently, it was just until recently when I realized that, you know, life is so funny. It's so full circle because now that's what I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm allowing people the opportunity to get involved in my projects. Uh, I raise private capital. So that's my niche that I've been able to carve out. And I'm able to speak from that exact experience because I know how it feels. I know the fear. I know, um, I, I know how great it feels to, give a check and not have to do any type of work, any sweat equity. And then you get uh, your, your initial investment back plus a return. It was, it was so fulfilling. And, and even though my return, you know, it, it, it was a couple hundred bucks, but, but again, it was money that I didn't have to work for. And it was the first time that I put my dollars to work and, and they were able to bring, kick me back something. Um, so again, it was it was definitely a fulfilling experience, and yes, so in hindsight, I do raise private capital for investing in real estate. That has become my niche. You hear that, people? <laughs> <laughs> she raised capital, and she's able to give you a return on your investment. We call that ROI, guys. So let me ask you this: What do you think holds young people back from unlocking their full potential, like you have? I mean, you put it out there in the universe, and you know I'm a woman of law of attractions, and I a law of attraction, and I definitely believe in execution leads you to excellence. And um, I just want you know to ask you, what do you think that holds people back or young people back from unlocking their potential, such as you have unlocked yours? I would definitely say is fear. That's really all it is, fear. And then also the the lack of being resourceful because a lot of people will complain about not having the resources, but it's really resourceful where you okay. have the resources. You just need to figure out how to put it how to put it together, how to uh, be, I like to call it um, a, a deal engineer, where you take this deal and you put it with this deal, and, or, you, or you take this person and you put it with this person. Maybe you don't have the credit. Maybe you don't have the cash. Well, this person does. Maybe this person has money in their 401k, or maybe they have equity in their home, or maybe they have the property themselves that they right. own. You know, like there's so many different ways <laughs> to be creative. And and I would definitely say that. So I guess you can also say lack of education. But 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 to be honest, that's not even an excuse anymore because you can find anything you want to know online. You're absolutely right. For free. Right. So Correct. Correct. so you know. So I mean, if I had to say like three things, I would say fear. You know, the fear of being young, the fear not of not knowing. But once you know, 
then your confidence increases because that's how at a young age I'm able to show up and have conversations and have the confidence because of what I know. It wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't born with like the confidence. I was born curious. I was definitely born curious, Okay, (laughs) but, but I wasn't born with the confidence and having the knowledge and being able to hold conversations and understand what a 401k is, understand what a Roth is, understand what uh, private equity is, you know, being able to understand those questions and be, be involved in those conversations. That's what helped build the confidence. But I'll definitely say is the resource that, you know, the lack of being resourceful, um, the knowledge and the fear. Well, you know, right now they're calling you a trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely live in that space. You are a trailblazer and I have witnessed it also. I Thank have seen you. people from all demographics come out to hear this young lady speak, her and her yeah. partner. I went on to one of her property tours and they packed the house. So there's no lack of resources or information, like you said, that's out there because you are giving that information. Tell me a little bit about um, when you're touring, uh, I hear you're touring quite a bit now around the country, speaking on uh, generational wealth and creating it and mm-hmm. share with you know, the audience, um, how you have come into your own to be this person, to champion and be committed to going out there, spreading the word about generational wealth and um, teaching people about financial literacy. Mm -hmm. You know what? I didn't even realize what I was doing (laughs) Until, until people pointed out that that's what I was doing. Um, so originally it just started out by it being content, right? Growing your brand and putting the content out there. And really that was the main thing. That was the main, that was, that was really what it was about educating people. And then, you know, I got my license and then it was like, okay, well I can, I can, use this as a tool to drive business, right? Mm-hmm. So, so again, more, more content, more of the education, just more and more and more to, to drive business and clients. Um, and then, and then I would say, you know, I, I don't really know, but I, but I will say it was a, well, you do know that know. you're becoming a champion. For yeah, I, I do. I've realized. Okay. I've realized. But I don't. I like re- it's, but it's been, it's literally been within maybe like the past six months, maybe. Um, but, but I guess, I guess just because it's so necessary. It's so necessary. And who is speaking out? Who's using their platform? Um, I mean, there, there there are people absolutely who have been yeah, doing. Yeah, there's it for definitely years, a movement but, in social media. Yeah, there's definitely a movement, and it wasn't even a matter of joining a movement. It was really just doing what I had already been doing, but I guess being more intentional about okay. who I am talking. And you know what intentional is? Intentional is doing the deed and getting the work done. That's what yeah. intentional is all about. Absolutely. And and still continuing to show up 
for myself, for my business, for my family, for my friends. So still showing up in those capacities, but making sure that I am serving the people who need it the most. And it turns out that that is our community. Absolutely. And and I think it was it was probably it was probably everyone around me, to be honest, too. It was probably, you know, getting the messages and the emails of people saying, you know, how they were inspired and how they saw themselves in me and how they wanted to do this or do that. It was probably, you know, that coupled with, again, just putting out the content and right. the information. And and then, you know, with the late, great Nipsey Hussle passing, and I was actually just learning of Nipsey Hussle um, right before he passed away. And a lot of people have said, like, he was the Tupac of our generation. I've heard of that, but I've even heard of him, you know, being bigger than that just on the just on a generational scale of how many lives and families he's affected and changed and and the businesses started and encouraged you know in the community and you know not even wanting that to fade away like I was investing in real estate and I was interested in real estate before it got cool And so I I wanted to, and it's funny, right? I say that, I mean, I'm only 27. So we talking about like a couple years, but, and of course, obviously people have been investing before I came here, right? Well, absolutely. (laughs) But But I was saying within my generation, right? Within my generation, um, you know, no one was talking about it. And and again, I say it all the time. I thank God for social media, uh, especially when it's used the right way, because, yes, it does bring me clients. One for two, um, a lot of people, it, it, it expands their minds. Right. This idea of living in a two flat or a three unit or four unit and renting one unit out and letting the other ones pay your mortgage and pay down your debt to help you build up equity. Like these, this, these conversations are not being had in our homes, but they're being had on social media. And if that's where the audience lives, then, then that's where the conversation needs to be had because it's so important that we come back from where our ancestors were. Okay. (laughs) I get that. You better spread that word. Yeah, yeah. Like I always say, and we have these conversations, you know, uh, Rashana is definitely a good friend of mine also. We have conversations all the time about God promoting those who promote others. And Mm -hmm. I, you are right there, out there in the space. You are, you know, I see it firsthand. You're out there with the people. The people are following you. They're listening to you and you're giving them unbelievable information because they just can't find that information anywhere. And For they're free. always asking the how, to, free. the how to. You're showing them, you're not, not only are you telling them the how to, you're giving them the tools to execute the how to. And that's what's yeah. important. And once they realize that they have to execute and they have someone shepherding them, you know, through it, that's where the confidence come from because they see that you you're doing it and they know that they can do it now because mm-hmm. they got you got they got you you got their back and they're excited yeah. about it and you know yeah. like we talked about um the other day about this movement being on social media if we're not out there educating our people and telling them what to do how to do when to do and affording them the tools to do it with then nobody else is 
Mm-hmm. So you're you in a better good space. Say that. Yeah, you can say that again. Absolutely. Let me ask. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted. To, this is a great segue to this uh, question. Well, well, before you before you say that, I want to say too. It's also a matter of holding people accountable too. Because right. now that they have the information, what do you? What are you going to do with it? I put out on social media. I said, "Don't come in my inbox t- telling me you don't know where to get started." That's not. Okay. That's, you don't. Don't no. No. If you gonna If you're gonna message me, um, and I and I read all my messages. By the way, I may not respond to everyone because because some of them I I just can't respond to. Um, but if you if if you want to have a conversation, I'm I'm open. I'm I, I'm, hey, I'm approachable. Absolutely, on the street, off the street, online, offline. But if you are coming to me for advice, I would so much rather you say, "Hey, Rashana, I tried this, 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 and this, and it didn't work. I tried this, 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 and this, and I'm stuck. I, I need, I need, I need guidance here because I tried this this route, and I and I need another angle." Now we can talk strategy. Now you can show me that you have some skin in the game. You've invested time. You've read books. You've gone on YouTube. You did whatever. You took action. Because right. no one, you don't have an excuse these days as to, I don't know where to get started. That's, we, we can't have a conversation. No. There's no, I don't know where to get started anymore. No. There's Google. There's, there's everything. Google Absolutely. tells you everything. You can go on like you said, you can go on Instagram, you can follow so many different platforms of social media that will give you information. And if they're coming to you in your, your uh, box, then they better come right. They better come correct because you're already giving them the information mm-hmm. before they even get to your box. So the question is, how can I invest? That would be the first question. Yes, ma'am. Whether I got $2 or $200, Please tell me how I can do this because yes. this sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine, you know, the people, and I'm sure they do come to you saying, where do I get started when you have told them all along how to get started? And it's like I said, it's just a matter of executing because the people, they will say, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do you, it's no, how do you mm-hmm. start one foot yeah. in front of the other and get started. And that's how I see you getting, how you got started. You looked at it and you said, you know what? This fits. This is what I'm thinking about. This is, this is going to be my success story. Mm-hmm. And you're yep. navigating through it. And the proof is out there. I mean, you know, they're calling you a trailblazer, a millennial thought, you know, <laughs> thought provoking coach. I mean, the, the, the sign is there, guys. If you want to learn about investing, you have her ear. Mhm. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so you definitely do. What was one of your biggest challenges that you faced so far on this journey? That you know. Yeah, and and, and there's a part two to this. Okay. What was the All right. What was the lesson learned? Ooh, I learned a couple lessons. You can't do a business with everybody. Okay. <laughs> you better say that again. You cannot do business with everybody. And I um <laughs> I I just I just believed that everyone was nice and, and happy go lucky and, and we all everybody wants to do good business. And boy was I wrong. Yeah. Um, 
I can I can uh, agree with you on that. I've been through that a couple times myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also learned I also learned that you need to really take the time to recognize and understand and realize your worth. You know, what are you bringing to the table uh, in regards to conversations in a partnership and and be able to put a value on it and not even just a monetary value, because a lot of times when you're talking about a startup or a partnership, I mean, there's no money up front. Right. Just expectations. Absolutely. There's expectations. Um, so I would I would say that. And and if you have a hard time finding that, talk to talk to the people who believe in you and the people who encourage you, because they will tell you they'll help you. Um, and if you don't know, I mean, you can reach out to a stranger now. You can you can listen, you can make a friend on social media quicker than you can <laughs> at Starbucks <laughs> these days, you know, so, right. so talk. So talk to somebody, but definitely get to understand the full capacity of your worth in business Mm -hmm. because I didn't and I was taken advantage of and I was manipulated. And, you know, it wasn't until after the fact that I realized like, you know, whoa, and and people were feeding into me and telling me, you you have everything you need is with inside of you. But I didn't have the confidence. Right. So that that was a huge lesson because today oh there, there ain't no conversation like you know you either come in correct or you know and, and if I don't know because I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know it all and because I'm not where you know where I want to be so if I, let's say I'm talking to a, someone who is just light years ahead of me and I and I want to learn. And if we're having a conversation about partnering or whatever the case, and and it's going over my head, I'm going to have the confidence in myself to to ask the questions that I need to ask. And I'm going to go and I'm going to double check and fact check. Right. Um, The other thing is also, you know, when I was learning about like investing in real estate, I, I used to hear it all the time. People would say like, oh, if you can't afford a t- an attorney, you can't afford to invest in real estate. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they would also say, you know, the, t- the idea of you can't partner with everyone. But no one ever told me what to look out for. What were some signs? And like I said, you know, being manipulated or when it comes to when you do. So I was in a situation um, I would say the, each time the the other partner, the other person, was, they were um, better off like financially than I was. Um, and in and a, and a couple of situations, I was like, hey, okay, let's do a contract. But I wasn't dead confident about it. I, it, was, it was almost like I questioned it. Should we do a contract? And they were kind of like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's whatever, you know? Yeah, bring, bring, your, bring your contract, bring, bring your attorney. Well, first of all, I, you know I don't have any money. <laughs> you know, all, I don't have attorney. I did, thank you, thank you. But but I'm but I'm regurgitating that because I know it's the right thing to say, but Absolutely. I but I don't stand on it. And at the same time, I I'm not confident enough to stand on it and say, well, because because here's the thing: if they're having a conversation with you, they know you're gonna bring something to the table. They know that you're gonna provide value. And they're hoping that you don't know your worth. 
most people and not everybody not everybody but some people are hoping that you don't know your worth and then the mm-hmm. second the second that you display that you don't oh they're gonna run all over you I was just gonna say do you think at that point they're taking advantage of you Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it happened to me. Unless, you know, you're, you're unless you go into a situation where you're just blessed to find someone um, who, again, they are out there, but you definitely have to come with a certain level of confidence. And, and again, that confidence is built by your education. That's right. You need the knowledge to be able to sit there and have that conversation. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And if you don't know, then then that's okay. And be confident in not knowing. Hey, I want to partner with you. This sounds amazing, but I don't know everything you're talking about. So I need to fully understand everything that we're doing. I need it broken down. And whether that's from you, an attorney on black and white, like let's have that conversation and don't feel bad about it. Don't let that other person make you feel less than or or anything because you're asking for things to be done the right way. You're you're protecting yourself. At all times and you should. So, so yeah, those are my you. lessons, girl. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. I get that. I get expectations from partners. Mm-hmm. Share a little bit about that. Mm, okay. Yes. So, so with the the experiences, plural. Okay. <laughs> that I had to through. You know, I won't call them failures, but lessons or experiences. But you know, with, they are always wins too. Absolutely. So with those, I learned a lot of lessons. And so I knew that from there going into whatever the next thing might be, if it were ever to be a partnership with anybody ever again, <laughs> I knew exactly what I did and didn't want. I knew exactly how I wanted the, the conversation that I needed to have up front. So in regards to that expectation, yes, setting that up front. My business partner, who I'm business partners with, today who I believe is God sent we had a conversation for six months before we signed any paperwork about expectations okay we and and we knew each other for about six months prior to that so here we are I'm a year into knowing this person and everything checks off because we we had those conversations up front the hard conversations. I I remember speaking with a young lady not too long ago and she was telling me about partnering with like her family members or somebody like that. And that was the very, um, that was the very advice that I gave her. I said, have the hard conversations right now. So what's going to, what's going to happen when you lose money on a deal? And she was like, um, what's going to happen when you make money on a deal? Uh, what's going to happen if God forbid someone passes away? What's going to happen? Let, the conversation needs to be had now. What's going to happen when someone, uh, when, when you guys are doing business and all of a sudden someone starts getting speaking engagements to talk about the business or to talk about the, the what's going to happen? Who takes so, the lead on that? Absolutely. These are so, all questions. These are all questions. How are we going to brand this? Who, whose idea was this? How, are we going to brand it as the company? Or are we going to have our separate brands? Are we going to be a, a brand that's together or separate? Are we going to, girl, like this, this right here is gems, okay? Okay. Because and are we going to collaborate without ego? 
girl oh oh please oh because because how about one of my experiences I found out really partnered with me or really worked with me because they wanted they they were hoping to be promoted on my Instagram right what what you know they they were hoping and then and then when I didn't they had a problem with it and First of all, that was not in our agreement. That was never discussed. <laughs> That's that, what that I was just going to say. That was no, not one of the expectations. <laughs> it was not one. Of, thank you. So, yes, setting those expectations clear, uh, clearly up front. So, yes, that was one of the conversations that I had. You know, uh, and, and it's so funny because up, up front, it sounds absurd, right? When I shared that with my business partner, he's like, what? They want on your Instagram like that, you know, it sounds silly, but again, people's ego will get in the way, right? Oh, this person is posting about this and they're getting all of this engagement and it ain't just them, you know, it's a whole team or whatever the case. And however you want to promote it is up to you. Absolutely. You know? And and so, yeah. And so, and here's, and here's the thing. And here's another thing on top of the other thing that I was going to say. When I ended one of my business relationships, I promoted so hard for this company that wasn't even mine that people asked me, how are you going to lead a company? You're the face of the company. I say, yeah, that's a problem because I don't own it. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm a part of the company for one. For two, I had people in my inbox, you know, weeks or months or whatever later. Hey, I just want to let you know I went and bought this course and I'm so excited to be getting started. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, good luck congrats kudos to you you know but they bought it because they thought i affiliated myself with that right right so this person benefited off off of the influence that i did have at the time and you know and then all coming back like full circle right and so that was that was one of the conversations i said hey this may sound silly but you know i may promote you i may not who cares like uh, we're we're in business to make money, right? And that was exactly what you know. He said he was like, "Hey, I mean, if you if you do great, if not, like, are are is the business running the way it's supposed to? Let's get everything else out the way." And again, it, it sounds silly, but that was, I guess, a conversation that I had to have because my brand and my following was growing on social media, and it didn't dawn on me that people would want to try to capitalize on that and take advantage of that, right? So when once you wrote those expectations down and you two got yourselves, you know, your partnership together, you put that in the drawer and now that's away. And there is no um, collaborating with ego. You guys are moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say this too. It's also about um, setting... (laughs) Man, girl, you had a charge for this episode. (laughs) Girl... It is about clearly defining the roles. Oh, absolutely. So we talk about what we expect out of the partnership, but don't expect me coming and swinging some hammer because you hired a crazy, you know, person that's, you know, can't do the job. The contractor is not up to par. Thank you. So don't expect me to show up and start swinging a hammer. And that's a part of the expectations. That's a, absolutely. You have to define but the roles. You have to define Each the role. This is this partner. is this is yes yes. So this is this is my job, and this is your job. And what happens when you don't do your job? Hey. What happens when I? 
what happens when I don't do my job? That's right. Let's have those conversations. What do, happens do when we... one of you are sick? What happens when one of you have to Absolutely. go away? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. When we... one of you can't come to the table with the coins. I mean, all yeah. of that. How, do yeah. we, how does that shape our business at that time? Yes. All of those comments. That was, yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, yeah, I, ho- I hope, you know, your listeners are really taking that because because here, like you said, with this movement that's going on, you know, not only am I preaching about generational wealth and and breaking down barriers and, and, and breaking generational curses, but I'm also speaking to this idea of of collaborating, collaborating, that's group right. economics, uh, group investing. And so it's so it's so important because. We again, what I mentioned earlier about the the resources or you know being resourceful, like like we can partner up. But I'm giving you the keys and the tools on how to execute on that successfully. So take this, you know. So so literally, like like you don't have any excuse anymore. Like we we you, you go to Google, go to YouTube, have these conversations with people. Um, you know, who have the money or who have the credit or who have the property or who have the equity, have the conversations with them. And then these are the, you know, first of all, do you want to partner? This is what you can do and I can do. And then next are, okay, let's talk about all the what ifs. Let's lay them all out on the table because then you remove, you, you remove the gray area, you remove the coincidences, right? And, and and things will happen in life and business that you didn't discuss, like, oh, you know, <laughs> what happened, you know, if whatever, but but at least you got the, the the most common issues out of the way. You got the hard conversations off the table. Absolutely. And even when, yep. what you're saying to us is, even when you, as a person that's not my partner, come to invest and become a tangible partner, extended partner you still need to know what you're doing and it's my job to educate you before you get there but also educate yourself absolutely okay so guys are you hearing all these golden nuggets i hope you're catching them right in your bag because that's what you want so she's giving it to you straight you can find her at rashana scott on instagram and she has a lot of golden nuggets for you guys Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I roll <laughs> over into flipping in heels. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. I'll tell the people yeah. about flipping in heels because I know that's your new project and one of your new babies. Yes. Yes. So flipping in heels is my baby. I'm I'm glad you asked because I, I, I didn't think you were going to ask. Oh, I didn't no, think I you were going to get away with that. <laughs> uh, Yes, I didn't think you were going to ask. And I don't talk about it as often as I need to. And and, and it's coming, everything, and it's it's timing. Um, So Flipping in the Hills was created um, because there – so let me rewind for a little bit. As I mentioned early on, I got my license, and then I spent a lot of money and invested in real estate. And, again, thousands of dollars on credit. And what I realized was that there were not a lot of people in that space or even at that company or in that industry who looked like me. There was, there was no one, not even that looked like, like a black woman. I mean, there were, we were were sprinkled, right? So there were, there were black males and females, but the, the most of the women were um they might have been there with their husbands or you know things like that but 
the I, I didn't see a space for a, a single black woman. You know, when you look on TV, everyone's has partners. Everyone's married. Family, um, children. Family, exactly. The whole nine. Absolutely. And I said, hey, you know, women, this is a very male dominated industry. And if I had a woman that I could look up to when I was, you know, trying to figure this thing out, who knows how my journey would have been different. And so with that, Flipping the Hills was created to be that community, be that light, be that platform to inspire, educate, uplift women, as well as shine a light on other women, because we're out here. We're we out here. Are. And we definitely we're are. out here. And again, I thank God for social media because I put a post out there that said black real estate investors do exist. And I got a little emotional when I was typing out the caption because that was so heartfelt to me because thankful, thankfully to social media, I am seeing people on and 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 Philly and Kentucky and Texas I mean you got a 32 year old who owns a whole block down in Texas a black man who knocked tore the block down building brand new townhomes you know you got a couple in Baltimore that's you know doing brand new developments you got another woman in Philly that owns 40 properties free and clear you got People, you know, you you have people from coast to coast who look like you. So it's like I am not out here alone. And anymore. that is what we have been talking about. This movement on social media. You are able to see it happening in real time. Yeah. Like you said, women with trucking companies, women that own yep. twenty and thirty and forty rental properties. And yep. you can do the same thing. And yep. that's what Rashana Scott is out here sharing with you guys. You can do the same thing. The women, we are moving. And to add to that, as a caveat, you don't see many top Black female realtors either. Period. Period. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and so that was, you know, flipping the heels and created for for that very reason. And so from there, uh, I, I am a creator. And so from there, you know, I've always, even with like the content creation and growing my brand and putting out, you know, material and educating people, it was always about being innovative and what's next. I think that's the millennial in me. Um, Again, just not wanting to be like everybody else and doing something that's different. So I am working on, you know, a couple projects that are under Flipping in Heels that will come out for people and it's, and it's innovative and it's different and it's fresh and, but, but, but more importantly, it's necessary and it's needed. And, and, and it, you know, it's, 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 it's for the people. It's, it's for the people. And it's, it's so someone else can get inspired is because I didn't have that. I, I didn't have that. I didn't have a, the, the community. Um, I didn't have the sisterhood. You know, because we need that. I didn't. I didn't have that. So that's you know, flipping the hills is that's what it's about. And that's a great way to bring the sisterhood together, also, and showcase other Black women that are investing. You are doing, yeah, yes, absolutely. you are doing many, many great things out here, and you know, you're putting it out there in the universe, and it is coming back in full force for you. 
I am so it proud is. of you. I mean, <laughs> our backstory, I met Rishana about two years ago, and this young lady blew me away. So I had to have her on the show. So, guys, I hope you have gotten a lot of information here and, you know, understand where this young lady is coming from. Keep your eye out there on her. She is breaking through to success, and her success is coming from execution to excellence. And also, I want to ask you one other question, Rishana. What, when you started out, and you said you didn't have any guidance, there was no conversations at home. I mean, did you just feel the need to become successful? And what does that success look like to you going forward now since you have immersed yourself into this field of investment? So not only did I feel a need to become successful, but I felt a need to share that, share what I was learning. Um. I knew as I, as I expressed earlier there, you know, the idea of financial freedom was introduced to me in high school. And I knew in order to be successful, I had to be good with money. I was turning 18. I knew that everything, everything that I had associated with credit was bad because I grew up in a house where, you know, everybody's credit was bad. Even, even my siblings credit was bad because mom and dad are taking out utility bills in their name because they can't get it in there. You know, like that was normal to me. And I remember, you know, also hearing, oh, you know, you're going to go to college and on campus, you know, don't, don't get the, don't get signed up for the cards. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do the credit cards on right. campus. You know, they're bad. Right. right? But I don't remember, you know, how I found, I don't know if I read it or, you know, like credit can be good, you know, credit can be good. Like oh, it's, it's about building, building that. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that, but I remember I was turning 18 and I asked my mom, I said, Hey, I'm about to turn 18 and, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be successful, but I said, Hey, I'm about to turn 18, which means I can get a, I can, you know, get a credit card. How do I, how do I build credit? And she looked at me and she said, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. And so from there, I said, okay, well, all right, if she don't know, then I mean, I guess I'm going to have to figure it out because I'm determined I'm going to be successful. And I know I got to get this credit thing. I got to get this. So once I started learning and and understanding and, and realizing it and showing up and I was going to as many free workshops and seminars as I could again free because I'm a broke college student paying my way through school because I didn't want any debt um you know reading books I it, it was my duty to turn around and give it back to um, my my community and really at that time it's really just my family it was really just the people around me like y'all you know let's, let's let's have a conversation let's talk about budgeting let's talk about OPM and ROI and the five, you know, factors of uh, a, a credit score. Let's let's have these conversations. So, yes, I definitely felt necessary um, just because I wanted to be not because I wanted to be so, so successful so bad, but because I, I understood early on that the conversations that I was uh, eventually ended up paying for. Right. The thousands of dollars that I invested those conversations. Oh, you I can go and get a, a credit card at zero percent interest and invested in real estate and I can get it under my business and not personal guarantee it. What? And you mean y'all been doing this for years? <laughs> right. You know, y'all right. been doing this for years. Now the cat's out the bag and I'm about to burn rubber. 
And, and and oh, I I gotta tell some more people they can do the oh oh. So y'all rolling over your four hundred one k's and then your Roth IRAs and today and you investing in real estate tax free and tax deferred and y'all been doing this for years and don't want to tell oh, I nobody. Got, I gotta tell I gotta tell some more people about this. Okay. <clears throat> so that's where that that I guess you can say that give back started. It was really just the desire to to put more people on. Up here, like really, like this is it's the game, and once you know the game, you know you you in it. You you can't play the game if you don't know the rules. All right, or the people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So so yeah, so that and then and then to answer your second question, um, just about success and what it means, how it looks, you know, and not not to be cliche. I mean, but so financial freedom is still the goal. Absolutely, financial freedom. Um, getting to a place of uh, being in, in in control of uh, more in control over um, just the things that I want to do, uh, where I want to be, the people that I want to be around. Um, from a real estate perspective, definitely doorsteps, rental properties, income properties. Absolutely. I remember someone sharing with me that um, – Apartment buildings is the only thing that's recession proof and Sounds understanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And understanding the concept of that and what that meant. So that's so that's the you know, one one of the end goals, um, as far as what success looks like, you know, and and career rise, you know, multiple doors. But I would say too, with this movement that has started, I have no idea how this is going to turn out, you know, but it's definitely a revolution. It is a black wealth renaissance. It is, you know, it's a rebirth of a nation. You I remember come on sharing, and preach. I remember sharing with someone, I said, what if it's it's so funny, I, I get a lot of my amazing ideas in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on and that. So, Thank you. And so I was in the shower one day and it just hit me and I said, what if we and we meaning me and all of my other influencer friends that I'm following on social media who inspire me daily, me and them and whoever else want to come along for the ride. What if we are our ancestors that are coming back to finish the work? You better talk about it. Like when it hit me. When it hit me, I got chills. Not just got chills again, just saying it. Because somebody because had to come back and do this work. Somebody had somebody had to come back it's and pick and it's pick written. up the dog on t- you better you better know it. It's you better written. know where your greatness and your roots, you know, where we where we where we come from. We and come from royalty. Said, because of them. <laughs> Hashtag um, because of them and those who came before us. And you know what Martin and Angela Bio said and Angela Bio said. If you can't, if you can't fly, you can walk. Yep. Yep. If you can yep. walk, you can run, but you got to yep. keep moving. Yep. Yep. And if you can't walk, you, you can crawl. That's right. You got to do you can't crawl, you can scoot. Absolutely. If you can't cry, you can, get, you can scoot. And if you can't scoot, you better call up your, your homeboy and tell him, hey, Help I, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a wheelchair and I got, and I got, some money in the bank. I just need you to come and push me. Come on, <laughs> collaborating. <laughs> I come on now. You know we we weren't born into this earth. You know we weren't we weren't put here by ourselves. No, we weren't. So we we have to team up. We have to partner up. We have to 
work together. So, you know, in terms of success, whatever this black wealth movement looks like it's a cultural movement definitely i'm here i'm here for it so if that means more speaking engagements more flying around the world and and waking um people up waking up the community and don't get me wrong you know i i just because i'm for a, a culture doesn't mean i'm against any other absolutely yeah because at the end of the day, you know, I, I, my passion is a real estate and there's no color on that. No. You know, there's no color on that. Um, my passion is real estate and educating people. But yes, my passion, another, another passion lies with my people because I, I, that's all I know. That's who I am. That's who we are. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, too. And I mean, you know, like I said, Maya Angelou said it very well. We are very much alike than we are different. Right. And the fear is about being different. Uh-huh. And those who take us on because we're different is because they want to know. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it at all. And I don't believe that, you know, your passion and your drive and your commitment behind this is, a, is in reference to finance. I believe your passion and drive and commitment is educating people and giving them the knowledge and the tools to create financial literacy and generational wealth. I take Absolutely. my I take my hat off to you, young lady, because I think you are doing the world a huge favor, especially our culture. Thank you. And congratulations with Flipping Hills. I think that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see it. I've been hearing mm-hmm. about it, so I'm sitting Thank back you. like everybody else, just waiting. So <laughs> there's a couple more questions and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, okay. One question I wanted to ask you is if you had to say to somebody, you know, what is one great question we need to be asking ourselves more often? Wow. Uh a great question we need to be asking ourselves. On a daily basis. Hmm. <laughs> what do you want? All right. Because that's where yeah. your heart desires are. Yeah. You have and to that, want it. And I think... You know, that was the that was the first question. The second question that came to mind was, you know, what are you grateful for? Okay. But I think what do you want uh that that what you're grateful for can stem from that cuz you can say what I want is, you know, a happy family, right? Uh or what I want is, you know, and those are the things that you're grateful for, right? Um but that, but that can also be spiritual. What do, what what do you want? I want a deeper relationship with God. I want, you know, the, the higher power. I want um I want to be successful. I want a family. I want um to impact and encourage millions. I want you, you know, so what do you want? Do you want to be in that relationship? Do you want to continue being in that relationship? Do you want to be in that friendship or that marriage? What what do you want? You know, and I think if we ask ourselves that more often, then our decision making process would be so different. Because if you keep asking yourself, what do you want? 
And if it is perpendicular to what you're doing, you gonna know you 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gonna know you driving yourself insane. It needs to be parallel. Yeah, and it needs to you be know. clear. Yeah, it needs to be. And so, you know, if you're if, if you're waking up every day and you're saying, "What do you want? I want to be financially free. I want to do this, and I know that I'm not gonna get there in this job, but I'm steady going to this job every single day without a plan." Then, 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 and you, and you, you steady asking yourself, you know, now you five years in, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and you know, what do you want, and, and, and you want something else, but you still doing this, and that's you what know, they don't I, want. I, I would pray, I would pray the light light bulb will go off eventually. It's kind of hard for some people because you know, out there, when you're putting things out there in the universe and you're talking about what you want, you cannot confuse it with what you don't want. And emotions Uh will tell you what you don't want. Uh And like you said, if you're going to that job every day for the next five years and you know that's not what you want, then that's a problem. Right. Well, and it's even a bigger problem when you haven't done anything about it. You, what steps, what measures, or what, what what have you put in place to, to for you to do something else? This is true. So you you know for you to get you to where you want to be, and that's you know that's just an example, but that you know you can use that in in every area of your life. And that's so, where fear comes back into play. Uh-huh. Absolutely, that's where fear comes I, back into play. Absolutely, but I but I believe that if you keep asking yourself that. And if you keep answering that, I think I think you I think you're gonna figure it out. Unless you're crazy. Has to give. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you know, because your question was, what question do people need to ask themselves every day? And if they're answering truthfully what they want, like why wouldn't you do what you got to do to change your situation yeah, if you're not right. where what if you're not doing what you want to do? That's right. Well, you so can't, we get you answered that one. <laughs> Girl, look, I, I didn't realize, you know, I, I wow, you know, no, that was a great question. Sometimes you have to dissect it. That was a great question. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Thank you. So give, give our audience three good books that you would recommend. So uh, if you are having an issue focusing, The One Thing by Gary Keller is a great read. Um, And not even just focusing. So yes, focusing as well as uh, making a habit or changing a habit or anything like that. So whether it's success, diet, whatever. Uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller is a great book. Uh, A real estate book that I love that a lot of people aren't too familiar with. So they're familiar with Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Everyone knows that book. Everyone. Um, But the one that I really love is retire young retire rich and he talks about the power of leverage and turning a duplex into a fourplex and an eight and a 16 and a 32 Mm -hmm. and and, and a community (laughs) yeah yeah and leveraging it along the way all the way up until you're in the multi-million dollar deals and now you're getting government funding Mm. Yeah, I mean, he gave the like. I, I'm sure it's time for me to go back and read that book again. Could you repeat that book for our audience, please? Retire, retire young, retire rich by Robert Kiyosaki. 
Okay, you millennials, you hear her talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a third book. Um, those would be my top two. Um, I can't, I can't think of a third one right now. Well, I think the two you have given the audience are really good books to read. Guys, we're going to wrap this call up with Miss Rashana Scott. She had, mm-hmm. she had, like I said, I will repeat, she has given you some great advice. Um, if you just tune in and listen to her, you will learn a hell of a lot. This young lady is trailblazing through our country. She's had, she has several speaking engagements coming up. If you can catch one, I would definitely be on board with that. Also, mm-hmm. look out for Flipping in Heels. I can't wait. I know a lot of you can. You will see yourselves on TV. I'm sorry, you will see yourselves on the web program. You will see yourselves possibly being out there investing at some given time and point in your life by learning yes. from Rashana Scott. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm glad you mentioned investing. Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, I do bring on private investors. So if you are looking to invest in real estate as an option where you don't have to quit your nine to five and it's something that you want to do passively where you like to invest your money and you don't have to do anything and just earn a return, um, I do offer private investing options as well. All right. So you heard it from her. You heard it from Vashana Scott herself. She does private investing as well. So guys, you can find Rashana Scott. Please let them know. At, um, I'm Rashana Scott everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, I made it easy for you to find me. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So yes, I am accessible. All right. So, Rashana, we'd like to thank you for being here with us on the Jane Bond Show, From Execution to Excellence, and you are one of our emerging stars. Thank you for Aww. being here. And I can't wait to talk to you another time so you can give this audience much, much more information. So, Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, young lady, you have a great evening, and I will talk to you very soon. Okay, thanks. You too. Bye. All right, bye. Hey guys, I have a confession to make. I was so nervous about starting my podcast until I discovered Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to start a podcast. Anchor gave me everything I needed in one place, which I was able to use right from my cell phone or my computer. And it was for free. Guys, it doesn't get any better than free. Their creation tools are amazing. I was able to edit my podcast and add some cool music so it would sound great. The best part was their distribution. Anchor distributed my podcast everywhere in a matter of hours. It went to Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, and many more. And guess what? It gets better. You're able to easily make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. Yes, I said minimum listenership. So if you want to start a podcast, download the Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started, like I did.